Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Game developers, what's up? I'm Indy, and welcome to day one of Indie Game Business September Conference. Our very first special guest here is Thomas Shiva, and he's talking about um, Africans telling their own stories through games from Africa by Africans. This is going to be interesting. Take it away, Thomas. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thanks very much. And uh, uh, the very first thing I would like to say is that uh, I'm glad to be back here again and to be talking about something that we're both passionate about, which is games and video games and mostly, especially making games. So uh, like uh, we've all known, like it's been like a really, really long summer packed full of uh, industry events. And uh, I would like to again, as in classic fashion, start with a little bit of introduction about myself. My name is Thomas Shiva founder of Digital Realm Entertainment and uh, also representing the Africa games industry ecosystem from Rwanda and also the leader of the Rwanda Game Developer Industry and Association and also the president of Inter-Africa Org. So uh, aside from that, what else do I do? Uh, I'm deeply involved in technology and I also uh, work uh, very, very integrated into the ecosystem either in, in gaming hardware and also at the same time working with the uh, ecosystem enabling for also helping other developers to to work on their games because in Africa the industry is still in its infancy so um, here today what I'm talking about is the diversification of gaming and how to have Africans tell their own stories through games and then also be the one who tell those stories what do I mean by that um, I'm going to do that through a story of Digital Realm. So what is Digital Realm? Digital Realm is uh, a company that I started um, a couple of years ago. And Digital Realm is actually the first, very first indie development studio in Rwanda, which has actually uh, been uh, around for a couple of years. But most people probably never heard of it because the industry in the region and the country are still non-existent and that's the reason that uh, even if you may have developers there isn't uh, a way for them to showcase or be present on the global stage and at the same time when you look at the, the very very uh, majority of all the games like literally 99.9 percent .9 of all the games in existence they are all uh, 
Western oriented, which means you don't have any aspect that depicts African culture, African heritage, African history, African stories into the world of gaming. And that's why Digital Realm was started as uh, I've been around in the industry for, for a couple of years. I'm not saying for decades, but at least uh, it's somewhere around. And uh, I've realized that the very same thing, which is why I got into making games and the reason Digital Realm was created was also to, to, thrill, to develop African stories in more thrilling ways, to put them out there to the world of gaming, to see for everyone, to, to see what actually the continent has to offer. When you look at all of the games, all of the personas, the stories that are being told, you realize that uh, the culture aspect is not well diversified enough to the African gamer to the African user in a way that they would like to connect themselves to that world. And the reason is uh, you're not going to tell, uh, for example, when you talk about world building, uh, you have uh, you have an aspect of, for example, language. You, you, you see a world where you have a universe of different worlds and then everyone is speaking English or or just any other language, then it means that Africans, they don't have English natives mostly. It's literally like a side effect of colonization. And all of those aspects, they add up. And most Africans that I talk to have traveled across for, for many years and, and gathering information and doing research, you realize that uh, it is very, very challenging to have people connect to the story you're trying to tell when they don't find themselves in a way that they would like to to have uh, a an aspect of culture and emotional connection to those stories and in africa you have hundreds and hundreds of kingdoms and tribes and and millions and millions of people over the years who have so many stories to tell. We have so many legends we grew up with and also have a lot, lots and lots of other materials that could be easily put into games and interactive entertainment, which is why uh, most of the time when you look at uh, the world of entertainment, you look at how Africa is depicted by non-Africans. There's always a, an aspect of generalization or wrong depiction even sometimes they try, but sometimes you could always see that it's something off. So how about when you ask me to tell a story about my home country, I'll know it much better than somebody who just come and just does a research for a few, a few, a few months and then go and write a book. It's very different. So that's why we started it. And we also want the rest of the world to immerse themselves in these new worlds, these new worlds that are created authentically from the people who are actually experience from firsthand and we want to build those communities through those play experiences because when you look at the games that people play they want to play with friends they want to play with their households and family members and all of that so in africa family is the most important thing you have people always in villages go together do things activities and in a way so they connect to each other and when you look at the modern version of gaming you have the the heavy incentivization towards multiplayer online gaming. So you can't have that connection when you have the stories that people don't feel themselves attached to. And that's why we're trying to create those habits 
of togetherness around African stories. And at the same time, it is something that it's never seen before by the, the world of gaming in, in terms of every gamer around the world, which is why, for example, uh, when you look at the market itself, you have Africans that don't really have enough stories, whether in movies or in games, but in games, that's where we focus most, most because the industry, it's something that it needs and gamers never heard that. And once you give them that, they have something new to enjoy. You don't have to, have, to always have recycled materials over and over again, because that's what's uh, been selling, because they never knew that there's something else that you could tap into that you never had access to before. And that's why the African, Games industry ecosystem has the largest potential to be able to, to alleviate that gap in the industry. And at the same time, the reason is because the Africans have a really low purchasing power, which makes them really, really not inclined towards buying a $100 game. It's not possible. So you have to find something that they find themselves inclined to. You need to find solutions and other aspects of trying to monetize and and also capitalize on that community because they also have their own attachments and at the same time uh, you have uh, other services that you need for for example when you have games that are ported to other platforms so that they can be accessed by gamers around the world then you're going to have uh, africans being able to play african games and other gamers around the world being able to play African games and enjoying African stories and at the same time having uh, African literature and heritage spread across the world in the most uh, or the most dominant medium for content consumption we have ever seen since the internet, which is gaming. So, uh, and another way is also you have people, they're going to have their favorites, they have, uh, they have their, uh, marketplaces where they get the games and that's that's why digital realm exists but at the same time it's also being a pioneer there's always an aspect to doing something first there's always risks involved and then at the same time when you're trying to tell your stories uh, to the market that doesn't really know because you haven't done it before it creates this who's this why are you doing this why are you here because you're trying to compare to what the industry standards have or have been providing over the years. And because of that, that's why uh, most of African developers are mostly uh, focusing on mobile because that's where the penetrations is on the African continent. The mobile penetration is getting uh, deeper and deeper into the population because then it means it's going to be the superior platform of the future where people can access all the games and share all of the games because it's going to be very, very uh, interesting to see the future where 95% of the continent have uh, access to these devices and then you can easily deploy those experiences and you can experience them in the way they want. And at the same time, the market itself needs a reform. What do I mean by the reform? It's because uh, the industry footprint, when you look at it, there isn't uh, any clear path of, of diversification when it comes to the way stories are told or the world that are built. It's always towards uh, 
tested, well tested, and and true game mechanics that revolve around certain aspects of gameplay, which probably couldn't apply to African stories gameplay because there's some mechanics or or some uh, gameplay uh, events or actions that wouldn't apply to some modern game mechanics in modern engines. And those are the things that need to be developed. And then you need to be on site. You need to be in Africa to be able to work on those mechanics because you can't just sit somewhere around the world and be like, okay, I'm going to create a game based in Ghana when you're somewhere in Southeast Asia or something because you don't know what's happening in Ghana. You don't know how they move. You don't know how they talk or how they interact. All of those little details that can only be acquired or created when you have first-hand access to that community. And that's why uh, all of the game developers around the continent we think it's the same model that they're trying to use because African stories in on themselves, they are enough to, uh, to have that impact of changing the wave of gaming because there's been a stall in the stories that are being told and everything around where people always see like, show me something I haven't seen before. And then at the same time, people getting disappointed and at the same time, we don't want to set the bar that Africa makes crappy games. We want to set the bar that we can create stories, masterpieces that could transcend uh, the tests of time and preserve uh, the heritage into the digital realm. So that's why I actually call it the digital realm because we want to immortalize the culture of the meta and everything that makes us like be proud of being part of an African culture, communities. And then at the same time, you gain the trust by the world gaming companies. They come to Africa. And then when they want to create worlds built around African culture, they can work with African gaming companies, African developers, African artists. They create their art and they can make a living out of their art because the world gaming companies, they are trying to also reach out to the people who have firsthand access to those uh, aspects. And then through my years trying to, uh, to teach before when I was teaching like game design and, 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 and game mechanics, you, you always have uh, something you want to, to, say, to say about a given idea and then you put it out there and you let people explore it in a way that you want uh, them to develop it and then during for example during one of the latest events that we had uh in the year earlier in the year uh we talked about how uh, in these landlord countries we have these cultures that uh, have been underrepresented for so many years that when you leapfrog the digital age and be in the digital area era then you have access to reach the world instantly it's a very, very uh, straightforward value chain, which easily enables Africans to tell their own stories without having to rely on other third parties. But instead, the third parties could come and say, we need what you have to bring to the rest of the world. Also, if they want to reach the rest of the world, then they reach out to Africans and then the Africans can easily spread the rest of the world through African communities. That's why those growing, 
there's a growing need for partners and, and those networks need to grow. And then at the same time, you need to have media access, event access, all of those things. When you have the stage, what's left is what you put on it. And what to put on the stage is already there. What's needed is those networks and then also to have that access for Africans to be able to be the ones who tell their own stories because they know them better. And at the same time, you have so many games that people play around the continent. It could be board games. It could be, uh, it could be digital games. It could be analog games. But the module and the meta and the goal is to let there be African games. It's always something that I say when we have, uh, we have something we want to say or something to add every time I start a presentation because it's always uh, a good intro as one of our best slogan is uh, let there be games because when I say let there be games is because everyone anywhere has a game that they would like regardless of what their preferences are. There's always a game for them. So that's my presentation today. And uh, like I say, let there be games. Thank you. If there is uh, any questions at the moment, I would like to uh, start taking them so that we have enough, uh, enough time to answer them. Also have some engagement from the audience. Then I would like to uh, have some questions if there's any, or other than that, I think this is what uh, uh, I wanted to talk about with you today. And at the same time, there's even more uh, you can you could find uh, there's a lot of materials being created by a lot of pioneers around the continent for um, the last couple of years and months. And yeah, we're all working together as a Pan-African uh, effort to be able to bring this to the rest of the world. Yeah, well, that, but that's awesome. Thank you so much, Thomas. So we don't have any questions, but you can certainly go into the Indie Game Business Discord, Indie Game Business, uh, discord.gg slash Indie Game Business. Thomas, okay. you can come in there and hang out a little bit. There, were, uh, You can go into the, I got to look and see what the channel's called. I think um, I'm already there. Yeah, there's something called Podcast Questions that's in there. If you want to go in there and hang out for a little bit, that way anybody have any questions, they can answer it. Uh, we have coming up in 30 minutes, we've got bringing inclusive development for or to your production process with Carolina Torres from Eline Media. That's coming up. So you'll want to stick around. Thank you so much, Thomas. We really appreciate it. Everybody have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. It was a pleasure and it's always uh, an honor to be able to speak in front of fellow developers and the rest of the world and talk about gaming and games and something we're both passionate about. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.